Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Chat. We have so much to discuss tonight as we are getting back into the hot topics of the daytime world. But before we jump into everything, let's check in on our co-host. Dee, how are you? Still black, still buzz, still beautiful, baby. <laughs> well, I thought Brad Bell didn't allow black people in LA. So can you be bold and beautiful? Uh, I got a blonde wig, bitch. <laughs> okay, Susan Haskell. Uh, Diggs, how are you? I'm, I'm swell. How are you, Casey? I'm doing well, dear. And then our lovely PR leader, Alan, how are you? Horrible. Ray Fernandez is returning. Okay, we are not discussing that tonight. And good. Oh, I thought we were. Wait, what were they? What, what, I heard Ray and returning. What happened? Yeah, Galen and Aaron's coming back. And the man oh. who hasn't even gotten an introduction yet, Rodrigo, how are you? I am feeling gale and garingly well today. And oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the patty, it just leaked out. I'm feeling gale and garingly well. Casey, how are you today? <laughs> Casey feeling like Tony Geary. <laughs> <laughs> Can he at least get a y'all try Y'all, ce y'all celebrated too early. Stop celebrating too early, all right? Don't start. Don't, I don't, I don't know you, did <laughs> you did not see me celebrating anything. Nobody is. I, mm -mm, that is. Mm -mm, well, um. <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> we have a lot of hot topics to get into tonight. Um, God damn it, can we give Mackenzie Westmore no uh, Bell Curtis? Give me someone to be chemistry with. I love Mackenzie Westmore. I'll watch her in anything. But anyway, I'm actually um, glad my, my fancy face is going to be gone, so she ain't got to be settled with that goes again. Lord, you can't get a word edgewise in the tigs. Go ahead, Case. <laughs> I need a cigarette. So, no, I love you, baby. You know I do. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you are the doc to my uh, job. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> that's right. Move for me, Tiggs. Move. I guess I'll take it. <laughs> Look, it used to just be us two back in season one. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Um, anyway, before we get started tonight, there are some comments that were made on Twitter about our show that we must address. Um, some people who were a little upset um, that we were booking so many interviews with so many talented stars um, that we watch every day and that we adore. Um, what I will say is this, our show, what we do, we take very seriously, even though we're a very fun show. Um, when we talk about somebody, um, it's either because they are a hot topic um, or it's because we're talking about their character. And I cannot stress that enough. Just because we talk about somebody's character does not mean we hate that actor. If, for example, we don't like something that Carly has done on GH, we are not referencing Laura Wright. Um, second of all, there was another comment that was made that says, uh, we all feel like we're reporters. First of all, we do not report any news. We just discuss the hot topics that are laid out for us from the news that has come from other amazing sites, such as our friends at Daytime Confidential, who we love, 
uh, soap opera digest, soap opera news, etc. We are just purely a hot topic show that is supposed to be a lot of fun. Um, and occasionally Alan or myself or any of the other people on this panel books amazing interviews uh, for us to sit down and chat with the people we adore. Um, that is all I have to say on the matter. Um, but besides that, this is the chat and I'm sorry that you are jealous of our success. Okay, so moving on to our first hot topic. Um, speaking of panels, Sarah Haynes is returning to The View. Um, which I'm very happy about. I love her bubbly personality. Um, Tiggs, what do you think? I mean, good for her. Like, she just had a baby. She needed a paycheck. They didn't cancel Strahan and Sarah and Kiki and, 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 and Bubblefoot and all them. So, I mean, good for her. Keep a check. Wait, is she, is she like, Democrat or Republican? She's really kind of like, every time I watch The View, she's like the middle ground person. Like, you know, she's always meant to be like the person who brings everybody together. Like, oh, like how Sherry Shepard used to try. Yeah. But, you know, she sounds like she actually does her research. I guess it. At least it ain't another Megan McCain. So I guess <laughs> it could have been a little okay, bit. That was one. So don't say her name two other times. She go appear. Like, it could have been a little bit of coming back. So I'll take a little Sarah. I mean, I don't watch the view any damn way, but yeah. So Dee, how do you feel about Sarah coming back to The View? And do you think that it could possibly lead to somebody being replaced? Because it seems like a pretty crowded panel now. Well, seeing as that blonde nutmeg whack job is going on maternity leave or whatever, I feel like this would be a good time to introduce someone that is moderate, someone that's kind of like the independent party that isn't too right, isn't too left, it, it's a good look, you know, we, we need some um, um, Anglo-Saxons on this show that aren't talking out the side of their ass. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's a good move for her. Um, I don't know how it would feel with, like, if somebody get fired. I know who I want to get fired, um, but they ain't never gonna let that girl go. Um, so hopefully nobody that I like loses their job behind this. And I'm not going to say anything else because I'm still smarting about what you said uh, about those people talking about our show. So I'm going to shut up now. Um, I, I love the chat and I love the view and it's, it's all great. Who, who doesn't love a panel show? Exactly. Um, anyway, let's get into another talk show. Rodrigo, we'll go to you on this first. Of course, we all know of the big Ellen DeGeneres investigation that's been going on for quite some time now. And uh, BuzzFeed published an uh, article not too long ago that talked about the sexual misconduct revolving around the show, uh, particularly allegations against uh, three senior producers, Ed Glavin, Kevin Lehman, and Jonathan Norman. Um, while these are, of course, just allegations, uh, the show has decided to part ways with these three producers. Um, so what is your thoughts on this? And do you think that it's too late to save the sinking ship of the Ellen DeGeneres show? I mean, they should just cancel the show. Like, I don't get why you're going to get rid of three producers. Um, okay. And they're still going to be like, so, and then I think she like, 
made the DJ like a co-executive producer as like a thank you for like standing up for him her or whatever but I was like okay so you're gonna like get rid of producers but what about the culture of your show what about like what's been going on and like Ellen you're not you're not innocent in all this like they're making it seem like she didn't know anything that was going on behind the scenes which is bullshit um the star of the show they, she's always gonna know what's going on behind the scenes uh, it's not the first time I've heard of these rumors of Ellen and the toxic culture behind that show. Uh, any show that like promotes itself is so saccharine and sweet and like, <laughs> you know, be kind and all that stuff. Like I always like side eye because I'm like, okay, what's really going on behind the scenes? Cause, like no show is this, <laughs> is this good. It's always going to be some type of like turmoil or something behind the scenes. So her getting rid of the three producers, okay, but I'm still gonna side eye your show because I already know like the real about it. Like you've been exposed already, and there's nothing left for the show to do anyway. So I'm like, this would have been a good time to be like, deuces, bye. Like, okay, let's <laughs> let's like go somewhere else. But I get that's the biggest daytime talk show they have. It makes a lot of money for the company and and whatnot mm -hmm. but uh, at the end of the day it's all gonna come to money they're gonna keep the show on the air so they're gonna get rid of their producers they're gonna try to clean everything up watch you're gonna see ellen gonna hire all these like <laughs> she's gonna hire all these minorities now watch i, I can already see it now all these minorities she already started with the dj already he's a co-executive producer mm -hmm. of the show now and um you're just going to see all these things going on behind the scenes that's going to make you think there's going to be a different culture behind there. But it's all going to be just for show. I've seen it before. This is nothing new. Ellen's trying to save Faye. She's trying to save the last of her good girl, of her image right now, because I think she's probably having PTSD of when she came out in the 90s and everything blew up and whatnot. So I get she is like panicking in panic mode and she wants to save what's left of her image but I don't know this is not <laughs> I see what they're doing I see right through this it's not gonna make a difference in my eyes because I'm not I'm never gonna see the show ever again the way huh. it was before I'm never and I'm interested <laughs> to see what the season premiere will look like for first episode back I'm interested to see the spin factor on this whole thing because you know they're going to put some montage together with the Katy Perry song and uh, narration, and they'll have somebody stop by who's still a friend of Ellen. I mean, it's going to be Spin City if the show doesn't get canceled before it comes on for a new season. And, you know, there have been alleged issues at that show for years and years. Um, and Rodrigo, I'm with you. I don't know how Ellen can claim that she didn't know about any of it because come on now really you're the leader of the show you're the uh, uh, co-creator you're a co-executive producer you're a host you're the one out there every day and you didn't know anything was going on I mean come on now that that's foolishness mm -hmm. um 
Alan, let's go to you about this as well. So what do you think of the situation? And if you had to pick a replacement for Ellen, uh, who would you pick? Well, her brand is tarnished. I don't care if she was nice to Ashley Kusher. Ashley Kusher is on her level. Of course she's going to be nice to Ashley Kusher. She's not going to, like, punch Ashley Kusher in the fucking throat. So, yeah, it's all bullshit. Like, promoting DJ Twitch to freaking... Executive producer, that's just a band-aid for show. And as, as far as the replacement goes, she's already probably been replaced with Kelly Clarkson as a nice white lady of daytime, so she doesn't really need a replacement. She can just go away. Go away and enjoy her hotter wife, Portia, and be mean to her, apparently. But she won't have any st more staff to be mean to once the show's canceled. It will um, definitely be interesting. And you know, money is a big factor. It is one of the biggest daytime shows out there. Um, and, you know, we'll we'll just see what NBC plans to do. Are they going to move forward with the Tarnish reputation um, because it's a ratings hit? Or will they actually pull up stakes and decide, no, this isn't right? Um, I think you're going to probably do one more season at least. Then if the ratings drop, off of her head. Well, that's mm -hmm. another thing, Dee. Do you think the ratings will drop substantially? Sorry, I stopped watching it a long time ago. That show is the same every day. The only thing that changed was which guest was acting a fool. But I think that enough people are just going to get pissed off and they're probably going to stop watching unless it's somebody that they care about. But they're going to double down and bring her back because if you take her off the air, that's like implying that she did something wrong and she's never going to mm -hmm. accept responsibility for anything. Mm -hmm. So no matter how bad the ratings are tanking, they're going to let her finish out the next season. Whether she comes back after that or not, uh, that's iffy, but they're going to bring her back because the only way you get pulled off is, you know, if you have some melanin in your skin and, you know, you know how that goes. So mm -hmm. it will be interesting to see, but um, y'all gonna have to let me know because I'm not watching it. I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of time and I'm not gonna waste the time that I do have on stuff that I don't care for. And for people okay. who are, that put down people below them, I'm like, you're only as good as the people that you employ. You are only as good as how you treat the people that are below you. And so she showed me everything I need to see. So I don't need to see her show. And you know, the whole... The whole Twitch thing really gets me. <laughs> like, what does he produce? What, what's on his Not resume? Not a damn thing. Nothing. I Not mean, what, what, what's he producing? <laughs> does, Loyal, does he know loyalty. how to balance? Loyalty. Loyalty. Does he know how to balance a show's that. budget? Does he know how to make the necessary calls to get guests? Mm -hmm. I mean all the things a producer does. I mean, sure, he is an amazing person when it comes to his career of music and whatnot. But, you know, I mean, that is like, to me, picking Lady Gaga to starring your show as an actress. I mean, sometimes you just have to pick your lane because not everybody Ooh. is built for everything. I mean, but, yeah, but Casey is just a title. He ain't gonna be like... He ain't going to be making no real decisions. It's just that Twitch is popular with the fans of the show. All the little white women at home like Twitch. You know, he got a white wife. You know, the, the, the ladies love him up over there. 
So, you know, it, it was just, oh, look, I hired a black person. Like, okay. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you the decision he'll make. Ellen will go to him and say, in the green room, should we switch to Fiji from Dasani? And he'll, like, he'll yeah. make that choice. That choice he'll get to. And it really don't mean nothing when you're an executive producer on a show that got 50 of the motherfuckers. Like, who cares if they fired three of them? Hell, what about the other 27 they got over there? Exactly. It don't matter. Well, but somebody had to get fired because no. Ellen wasn't getting fired. So somebody had to go. So it was the three bitches that's been there the longest. That's been doing the most shit besides Well, I her. guess three bitches equal one Ellen, so. <laughs> um, so let's go to another executive producer at another NBC show, Days of Our Lives. Um, let's talk Kim Corday. Girl. Um, so. Canceled. <laughs> Kim Corday uh, recently spoke to TV Insider about the upcoming slew of exits from the canvas. Um, and he said something that I think is the most Ken Corday thing you can ever say in an interview. No one really dies on days of our lives. Preach! So let's talk about what this means for the show overall. Because in my opinion, I think that Days is definitely suffering from too much of the kind of telenovela style of storytelling. Um, I think it's suffering too much from bringing people in, making a huge deal about them exiting just to get the article for them to be brought back a week later, like was revealed today with Galen Gehring and... uh, Oh, shoot. So, Rodrigo, tell me something. Do you think that after all these exit rounds and after all this telenovela-type storytelling, that it's going to finally hurt the show to the point of no return no okay see like stop that okay this is days of our lives okay everybody this is days like, of our lives at a 1.29 well any well 1.29 because we've lost viewers during covid like let's like let's put that out there how you but lost right viewers now, because they all home well sometimes that's not all of them home now like nobody's home right now like not a lot of people are home like people have escaped from their home not yeah, the ones. Yeah. Not, <laughs> people I'm have escaped. If you if you look on look at the Twitter and look on the yeah, bird app, yeah, you see everybody look, outside. Look at Instagram. Everybody's yeah, you outside. Be on, you be on Instagram, you think it ain't no damn COVID. The way these stupid assholes. <laughs> and you look I know, at the past, you think I'm there was no COVID, but we're not gonna go there. Well, back to me. Back to day. The pandemic's over now. <laughs> pandemic's over. Right, but back to days. Like, look, all this shit is coming out. Remember when all the actors were let go on their contracts and all that shit was going on months ago? Which is we know they, they just filmed 10 years in advance. So this, you're, you are seeing the effects of what happened back then. So I am not surprised a lot of the actors are, have left or have come back, are coming back again and whatnot. It's okay. It's not going to hurt the show. The show has been doing this for years with the flip-flopping of casting. It's been happening for like as long as I can remember watching this show. It's always flip-flop cast. It's always done like, like you say, telenovela type storylines. Storylines come in and out. Storylines will start. And 
it's just been recently the last five, five, eight years that you've seen a lot of there. He's had a lot to work with. Like a lot of these actors have come, they're leaving, they're coming. He doesn't know what's going on with these contracts and all this stuff. You got to ride around it. So unfortunately, yes, a lot of people have been leaving and then 10 minutes later, oh, they're coming back again. Okay, that's been happening. But like, what can you expect from a show that filmed so long in advance? Their soap news comes out so early that like half those fans know it, half don't know it. And the ones that do know it are not surprised when <laughs> the news gets spoiled and you're like, oh, I found that out six months ago. <laughs> that was already spoiled. So like, it's not, and I'll talk about this later. Days is my number one show right now because right now it's getting the family drama aspect right. It is with Allison Sweeney back, they were able, uh, uh, with Ali Sweeney back, I was able to forget about some the, the behind the scenes shenanigans because she carried, she is carrying <laughs> this show right now with her short stint. And like, it's, it's a great thing to see. Like, I enjoy the show. It's entertaining to me. I think it's the most consistent show right now, despite all the behind the scenes shit. You would never notice sometimes with the way they've been writing around all that. Well, and, you know, it's very interesting. Uh, I don't think it's going to make a dent on the show. I don't even think people are going to notice anything because they'll be back anyway. So, like... (laughs) I mean, you make a very good point. It is very consistent. And... I will say, even if it, in its worst times, Days is consistent. You know, you know who you're kind of going to see. You know what stories you're kind of going to see people in. You know, Marlene is going to be kidnapped, and John's going to be kidnapped, and then a baby is going to be kidnapped from the Kiriakis family. I mean, you know what you're going to see, and somehow you throw a villain or a doppelganger in there. But my biggest worry for the show is... And here's the thing. When I say these things, I'm not wishing another show off the air because Days has a huge chunk of my heart. It's the first soap I discovered outside of the soaps my family watched and everything else. But here's the thing. Sure, this happens a lot, but the ratings continue to plummet every time it happens. You know, during their 50th, after they went through their cycle, the show went from a 1.8 to a 1.5. And then the next time it happened, it went from a 1.5 to a 1.4. Ron gave us a reprieve because that's what he does. If you want your show's ratings to rise a little bit, you get Ron Calabardi in there. And so Ron got the show up to a 1.7 again. And then his first contract cycles came up. The show went back to a 1.4. Now we're at a 1.29. And that's not making anybody money. That wouldn't even make Netflix money. I mean... There, it just has to be the, you know, somebody has to shed light on the issue here, regardless if this is Days's, you know, thing, which it is, that means there's no consistency in terms of character in your show. Because mm-hmm. that's- you blame the, you blame mm-hmm. the promotion too on that too, the lack of promotion. Oh, we'll get like, mm-hmm. I know they, didn't, they did not take advantage of being the only soap that was on the air at the time. Really, the only to, show with new episodes. Yeah, with new episodes to like really go full blown, full blown steam ahead with this promotion, saying that we're the only 
with soap on the air, look what we're doing, like cover shoots and interviews and that. they didn't do any of that. Like I saw just, I saw one promo about yeah. them being on the phone and that's it. Uh, yeah, me too. We all saw yeah. the days was new all summer long, and that is that's it. I've done more to promo days than the promo department. <laughs> Dean, right. I thought for a second you were the promo department of days because right. D is the only time I hear about the show on Twitter. <laughs> so, like, if you want to blame something on the ratings and stuff, like I, I think the lack of promotion. I think. I think some people may have thought like days may not have been on the air because like, oh, the other soaps are not on the air. So like, we're not watching soaps. So like, it's just like, there's a lot of reasons why I think the lack of promotion is the top, one of the top reasons because the writing was there. They had the writing going. The writing is there. But the promotion is just- Nobody knew. Nobody knows about it. Well, and anytime it is a promo, it's not really about what you're seeing on the show. I feel like it's only the bad weeks of the show are promoted. I really do. Because look, I was not going to watch that mess of Eve turning into Stefano DeMera. Oh, oh God. That God. just, that, thank God for Cassie DePaiva. She is such a trooper. <laughs> However, oh God. I was interested when I saw that Philip promo. Like, you know, it's very interesting. But again, the Philip promo was Look at D-Face. Look at you. <laughs> but I wasn't interested in that. I mean, they promoted the hell out of Cassie DePaiva turning into Stefano DeMera. And that was like... Stephanie DeMera. Oh, Lord. Stephanie. Oh, Lord. Give Ron ideas. You give him Ron Stephanie DeMera. Oh, Lord. That, ooh, Cassie. God bless Cassie DePaiva because I, that was the most... Oh. I, I mean that I'm sorry that that was, that that wig that wig alone that oh, they put on her head yeah just cemented the awfulness of that story watch with the mute button on you just supposed to look at the pretty boy with the abs in his underwear of course I was looking at the abs but I'm just like god damn like well, I wasn't even paying attention to Cassie's head. The story was just so damn bad. Like the story don't yeah, bad I on mean, The story was terrible. The story no, was the, straight the, up. The execution. The execution. The Nobody had a problem with Eve getting revenge on Ben. Yeah, it's, it's just the way she, she's doing it. Yeah, it's, just, it's the way she's I'm doing not, it, and she took too goddamn long. Terrible. No, but I like that. That should have been the storyline. Instead of that Jack Maggot shit, the story right. should have been Eve oh. getting oh, revenge. She, she still She's still pissed uh, off yes. at Jennifer from 1988 and shit. Uh, I, I love know. what Ron wrote that Cassie used for her Emmy reel because I felt that was truly a mother coming out of Eve. And I felt those scenes with her beating his ass in the park were fabulous. And those they were. were they were. Yes. So I'm that not sure good. where the disconnect was to go from such an emotional type storytelling for Eve with how she views Ben versus this Dina Higley type storytelling for how Eve views Ben. Because I'm sorry, that was very Dina Higley. It Dina was. Higley would have done that shit. She would have done But no, that. but no, this is wrong because Ron had the same fucking problem at GH, writing Ava into a corner over and over and over and over again. And thank God for more West. Because she had to dig her damn self out of. Well, I feel that mine got the difference for me there is minus the uh, the Denise DiMuccio storyline. 
Yeah. I felt as though Ron always got Ava out of her corners in a very interesting oh. like yeah, Ron when she was ruling that prison yard yeah. when she fell off the bridge. I mean <laughs> Ava was just badass. But Cassie, I mean, thank God for Cassie because she she sells it every single time. But Alan, let's go to you because you've been quiet for a while and we'll get your thoughts on this whole days thing. Well, it was expected that they would get all every, people back because freaking every, like 80% of that cast has been fired before. Think about it. Look, think about all the people they fired and has come back. It's like 80% of the cast right now has been fired by Ken Corday. That's hilarious that they fire someone that a few months later, hey, you want to come back? Because Galen Garen was allegedly fired. And so was Chandler Massey and Freddie Smith. And you can bet anything that, that Chandler Massey and Freddie Smith are probably going to get a call to come back or if they haven't already. Any day now. I'm, I'm waiting for that news. Chandler is bringing <laughs> yeah. his box pizza yeah. bringing for... box of pizza and his smiles and his giggles. And Freddie is bringing and the Jay, hair color. Three, and... Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Yes. Yes, yeah, I sir. know that's your man. Both of them are my men, and they've been my men for a long time. Okay. <laughs> but I, I agree with you, though, Casey. Like, yeah, they have cycling of the characters, but no, they've done it too fucking much over the last two years. And like you said, you can't really get invested if you only know a character going to be around for a month or two. Now, we get Sam. Okay, we get that. But all other, like, the Kristens and, and, and the Lucases and the Chloe, the, that is too much. And I know y'all ain't got the budget, not whatever, whatever. But you can't get invested because, you know, they're just coming in and do a drive-by and that's it. Nobody cares about that. But every show, and this is so crazy, even General Hospital right now, which we'll get into, for me, they know what their focus is. Regardless of how we feel about that show day in and day out, they know who they want to focus on. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, yeah, unfortunately. Y&R, no matter how boring it is, they know who they want to focus on. B&B? No matter how, how blonde they are, kids, they know. <laughs> right. Okay, they know they, they want to focus on penis. They want to focus on and Queen Jacqueline and Queen Annika, and that's fine. Occasionally, Catherine and Torsten get to join. But Days to me, Days does not know who they want to focus on long term. They to me want. They know who they want to focus on for six months. But not long term. There's no driving factor for days because even though soaps are ensembles, of course, you always have to have the driving factor behind your show. All my children, mm -hmm. it was the Martins and Erica Kane. One Life, it was Vicky and Dorian and the people they came into contact with through relationships and families. But there is no driving factor to me on Days of Our Lives long term. I mean, like, it sounds really bad to give General Hospital any type of credit at this point in my life, but I will say for a cast that is largely recurring, they have their core, and then they have people coming in and out. But if yeah. you're going to do it yes. that way, you need to do mm -hmm. it in the General Hospital model because it's right. not as glaringly obvious as it is with days. Yeah. Even though G is so far removed from what we want it to be and what it should be, they do recycle their cast quite well. Um, 
regardless, you know, of how we feel about the show, I think they truly are the best at recycling a large cast of characters well. Um, because yeah. they may not give a fuck about social distancing and <laughs> they yeah. may no. bring Frank said fuck Frank said fuck that. Frank said fuck all that. And he said we got hospital equipment. We got temp yeah, we got doctors, we got all this shit on set. Well, I'm gonna take your temperature after each scene. Like we got this baby, like we gonna just stand a little stuff. We're not gonna kiss. But we're gonna stay a well, little Well, they weren't close. doing that before, we're so. We're gonna be a little good. Well, right. Yeah, they're more sexy before either. So let's don't need some mannequins. Yeah. How can you do love scenes? We're gonna get Michael and Willow. I'm gonna need y'all to shut up. <laughs> I mean, how, how can you focus on sex when we know your, your centerpiece couple of the show has no sexual chemistry? None. It just trickles down. Some well, of you probably feel um, like old chums. Will. They feel like. Goddamn Cass and Felicia. Cass and Felicia on another world have no sexual chemistry. No, Cass and Cass have more sexual chemistry with that goddamn gorilla. Shit. Jill Farron Phelps and Kale Brown had more sexual chemistry. (laughs) Okay, without a strap on. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, you know Jill was. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, oh, <laughs> moving on. Y'all going too far. Y'all so going too far. No, but, that, 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 but that works at general hospitals. Like, we hate it, but that works at general hospitals like advantage. We always know, know the core going to be the goddamn Corinthos. And of whether course, we, and they got whether we like it or not, whether we That's like it or not. But I mean, GH during commercials. You know, it's so weird since. Because you guys know I'm back to watching GH now after literally a year and a half of being off. And to me, it's so weird. I I have my same gripes about it. However, I feel the show is better now than it was when I stopped watching a year and a half ago. Listen, Casey, listen. I'm gonna be the J. I'm gonna be the JH defender on this podcast. That I am enjoying. I am enjoying General it. Hospital right now. I am entertained. It's my by favorite the stories story. right now. I may not like some of these characters, but at least something they're moving forward with some of these storylines. I Fine, love something there. They oh, are there moving forward. I love the ELQGH takeover storyline. Y'all been cl- y'all been want. I'm talking about the fans. Y'all been wanting business and hospital storylines. They gave you both at one time. The hospital there is showing every day. And I'm like, I can't believe yes. this. Like, there's an actual hospital story. They're showing hospital on general hospital. There's a business story. There is a villain. We might not like this Cyrus Renault, really. Oh, but no, I do. I, I, I like no, that. I like I wish she could kick Sunny's to a dish like Sam. We love Cyrus. We may okay. not. I'm like, pull my hair and call may me not like it, But this man is actually doing something. He's actually doing villain shit. He's I mean, this feels like, like a serious, like, Jeopardy yes. type villain. Yeah. Like, and and I'm going to take it a little further. Into their I'm liking, I'm liking the the tit for tat Cyrus and Laura do all the time. So I'm like, hmm, wait a minute now. You know Laura likes her some bad boys now, so she know Kevin needs Kevin needs to get his shit together. But I like the tit for tat with between Jeannie Francis and this actor that plays Cyrus. I am liking <laughs> I am even like look Nicholas and Ava. I didn't like the direction it was going, but after yesterday's episode, I was like, okay, finally. Now, there was a di- there was a dialogue or- issue I had with the show. One day, Lulu said, 
that Laura told her that Cyrus was the scariest person she ever met. Now, I like the Cyrus story, but 40 years ago, Laura stopped Court Charles from being frozen over, and then... You met Mikos and Helena Casabon. How do you call Cyrus scary? Bye. Even five years ago, she was held hostage on Casadine Island. I mean, Cyrus is totally not the scariest person she's ever met. He's not. You know, I just love the fact that he owns the fact that he's a villain. He doesn't doesn't do horrible shit and then whine about it like Julian or Sonny. It's like the only two people who get to own being villains on that fucking show are Ava and Nail. Everybody else does shitty yes. shit now, bitch about Speaking it. of Ava, I have an issue with Ava. Now, of course, this isn't because, you know, this is because I haven't watched the show in so long, so I didn't get to see the story fully develop. But for the two episodes that I saw, I didn't think that Ava and this new Nicholas had a lot of chemistry. I'm gonna need you to watch. No, the, you gotta watch from the beginning. You gotta watch. Like, I didn't know if that was an yeah. issue you guys had. You gotta watch. Or no, the, the issue we had is they would just they just held they were dangling those two like a carrot. They okay. weren't doing nothing with them. Yeah, Mara West promising. has chemistry with Chloe Lanier. I mean, Mara West has chemistry oh, with Audrey is, Hardy. I mean. <laughs> Between okay. Mara West and Marcus Coloma, they have... They are fine. They have they're great the, chemistry. The reason why they Kim tested 25 motherfuckers. 25 actors. Oh, <laughs> shit. Now, okay, 25. so I'll just have to watch that a little more. Close. Yes. Because, and like I said, I need to started. see that story. Saw how it started. We've been waiting for Nabal yes. for a long time. Like and yesterday's episode, finally sexual tension. They want to kill. They want to fuck. I'm sorry. They really. Like, I, I'm so. <laughs> I'm so they happy want. they picked up where they left off with those two when Nicholas came back because you know how GH is. So I'm glad that they did that, and I'm glad that Ava is a cast down. I'm glad she has some type of a backup and a power base. And right. you know, last week, you know, when I tuned back into the show for their first week back. You know, that was the first time I had ever seen this new Nicholas besides like a 30 oh, second maybe. clip on Twitter. So I, I'll i stick around, of course, because I love Ava, of course. I mean, Mara West is my yeah. favorite actress of all time. You guys know how I feel about her. Yes, I yes. Yeah. Um, oh, can I say, Casey, let me give a special shout out to Lindsay Hartley. Yes. And before anyone comes to me, there's no shade to Kelly Monaco. I love Kelly Monaco. But the way Lindsay Hartley came in, like gangbusters, like she is ready to come back to daytime. My favorite part was her matching Nancy Lee Grand's comedic aspect. When they were going back and forth, I was like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. Oh, even even the the scenes with her and Carly, when Sam made this, like had this self-realization, look, I abandoned my own kids to do a scam. Like, all we wanted was Sam to just acknowledge this shit. Like, oh, that's all we were asking for, yeah. Sam, to acknowledge that she made a mistake, that she, like, at least had this human moment. And I was like, oh, my God, the way Lindsay played it, I was like, oh, she played that. She played she that moment. And I was just like, oh, look, bring her back. I would love to see Lindsay back. If they, I know the cast is bloated. I get it. It's bloated. I get it. But my idea was to bring back Kara, her All My Children character, back to the show and you have david hayward as her husband and connect that to anna and you can have uh you can have a full blown because that i'm not for the first been, time in five yeah. years 
I felt something for Jason and Sam. And I don't know if it was because Jason was unconscious during the whole entire episode. I gotta catch up. I saw the first week, but I didn't see like last week. I bet you passed out. That's what it was. That's what it was. Now she was awake. (laughs) I don't know if they, it's because they cut that hair. Um, uh, sir. And no, I even like I even like um New Brooklyn, the actors playing in Brooklyn right now. Oh, oh you talking uh, about Fran Dresser Jr. Oh, so I was like, okay. I was like, well, first of all, this is how Brooklyn should be dressing. I was like, okay, yeah, she, I understand why it was a good cast. That's what Amanda in, no, in those outfits. I get it. I get it. Don't come from me. I already know. I know. But this is the way Brooklyn she be should be a rich bitch in these rich clothes and like just like I'm in her nose down on people. I agree, Rodrigo. Like, no, they have a problem over there with wardrobe. <laughs> no, they because I, I adore Kirsten girl. Storms. And, but they the way they dress. No, And I am so sick of it. Kirsten That's, Storms, regardless of her weight, she is still a beautiful girl. Beautiful. A beautiful woman, and they need to dress her as such. So well, you saw how they did Laura and Robin for years. Come on now. Ooh, well, yeah, well, they that too. Like, even before, like, fashions. Fashions. Fashion like, by Laura Ingalls. Terrible. That fashion department again. Yeah, I'm like, Maxie, Maxie is working for a fashion. Like, she is a fashionista. Right. Well, how come, like, Jill Farron Phelps got the character right because she was dressing the way she was supposed to be dressing. She was acting the way she was supposed to. Like, she was a rich. Like she was a, like a fashion girl. Now and, and, they put her in these wardrobe. I'm like, what? I'm not taking advice from her. I really want her to emerge after all this Peter shit comes out because I'm tired of Frisco oh. and Felicia's daughter and Luke and Laura's daughter being fucking window dressing for all these newbies that I don't give a fuck about. Well, so overall, and we'll go to Alan first. Alan, on a scale of one to five, five being the best, one being terrible, how would you rate General Hospital? Since it's I'll give it a three. It's watchable. I don't fast forward any scenes, so that's a big deal for me with General Hospital because sometimes I hit that fast forward like I don't want to see this shit. I don't see none of this shit. <laughs> and, uh, but this, I'm watching all the scenes, so it gets a three for me. So it's watchable. I don't hate it. I don't want to stick my head in the oven when I watch it. So good job, I guess. <laughs> And then uh, Rodrigo, one to five, what would you rate GH? Uh, to be honest, I would give GH a four right now, just because I am, I'm liking what I see. Like I said, I'm entertained. I'm even entertained by balancing Cassidine for the first oh, time in like a long time. Like the way he swooped in and just took over ELQ, that was a boss move he did. And I'm like, okay, I can see Valentine, Valentine being like this. Like, if you're going to do something with him, make him this, like, underhanded, like, take no prisoner, I'm going to take your business, whatever, yes. just for spite. Turn him into who Jack I, I in the night. Yes. Yeah, like, I, I will he's not some, so he's I, not some menacing villain. No, we're, we're not going to do that. No, like make him this. I like. I enjoy him as this. Kind yeah, of. just he just needs to be uh, like a smarmy. Well, he's kind of you know. how they're turning him into how Helena was without the mustache tw- twirling. Because this is what Helena would have right. been before she was climbing up cliffs. You know, Helena used to steal companies, and she used to not give a shit about and, anybody. And I love that. 
what I like what I like about that is it goes back to the history of the Cassidines versus the Quartermains. Yeah. Like the Cassidines, the Quartermains have always battled in and the history of the show. So that just because Olivia yes. said, "What has this family ever done to you?" And Valentine said, "Well, the stars." <laughs> um, right. So, so yeah. like somebody's on that staff is remembering history. Like I, I'm just, Ford, I swear it's her. I, I know it's not Frank Valentini. It's obviously Elizabeth Cordy. She yeah. is one of the only consistent writers on that show. Normally, right. you since the nineties, like you can, yeah, she's she's the only you can tell that she actually wrote it. You can tell by you. It's very obvious. The same way you used to be able to tell when Michelle Valjean wrote an episode, you yeah. can tell when Elizabeth does because she pays attention to character development. She knows the history. And mm -hmm. go back and oh. bring in the things that GH viewer viewers yep. know. Oh, special, special shout out. I'm sorry, the special shout out before I forget Maurice Bernard and Rebecca Herbs for their scene a couple weeks ago. You want to talk about history? You want to talk um, about history? Uh, they should have smashed. <laughs> That made me love Sonny Corinthos right there. That, that is the Sonny I remember. That yep. is the Sonny I remember. That's why we don't give up on Sonny. That's the one yeah, I remember. Yeah, because he's only tolerable when he's in scenes with like Laura or or people that he's had somebody who really brings out really the best in him. Right. But um, the way that those two played that scene, that I cried, that made me cry so and much. Liz like they, Mary May Ward. I'm like, oh, oh that's right. Perfect. Now, that's that's right. the court yes. scene. That. Yeah, that's Elizabeth Court. That that is her because that like to to quote Mary May Ward, who would know that on that writing staff but Elizabeth Court? Like, yeah. come on, like <laughs> who would know that? Unless Ron like snuck a note in there, like Chris, Ooh. like he just said something over there, like a spitball, like like right. And, and see, and it wasn't just just Sonny doing bad things back in the day, but Sonny just used to be a fun character. Well, that's Sonny's like, not fun mind. anymore. He's just a fucking asshole. Well, you that's know, Claire what Levine never meant for joy out of him. Yeah, Claire never meant for Sonny to be like this. He was supposed to be the bag. Interview, Claire said, yeah, he was going to be on for six weeks. I mean, that was it. So, I mean, yeah, I give GH a four as well. Um, collectively, um, all the pieces are there on the chessboard. They're moving. Things are wrapping up. They're kind of starting anew. I just, what's holding me back from giving it a five is I have a few character issues. I don't necessarily like the way they're writing Ned. I think they're very confused on how to write for Ned. Um, and I brought that up in a Twitter thread of mine. I Ned is off to me. Ned is not, he's almost uh. like kind of menacing. These mm. like Ned, Ned is Edward. Ned has always yeah, followed a, Edward's yeah. path, and like he's never wanted to be like Edward. That's the fascination about yeah. that. He's never wanted to be like Edward. But, but the way but he you told know, Olivia, "Fuck off! I don't care about no Dante." That's a, that Edward would have done the same. Thing. But that's not Ned. No. That is Ned. That but is but that's Ned. A, that's Ned as as he's gotten older. Ned always had a dark side, and yes. There were the years where he was the gatekeeper of the quartermains and they were all gatekeeper. arguing and trying to be neutral. But hell, all right. of them dead. Shit. Right, but Ned, Ned would be that one would step Leo up to the plate. Sam, Sam, but the love of a woman and a 
a woman's emotions has always held Ned back. I mean, you know, Alexis and Lois and Olivia. I mean, you know, the hurt on a woman's face has always held Ned back, like it could not do with Edward unless Lila. And Let me so, tell you something about Olivia needs to shut her mouth because you know okay. what you were getting into when you got I'm into this family. You okay, knew what you were getting into with these quarter men. You knew how they were. You knew it before you got married. Y'all even talked about the family history and whatnot. So let's not miss, let's not like. Yeah, Olivia acted brand new like she ain't never. Very brand new. Like, <laughs> it's like, girl, you're baby. Man, I wouldn't want to hear that shit neither. Who want to hear about you bitching about your 40 year old son? Girl, Olivia, and that's my other problem of the show is um, another problem I have is I know a problem that people have had for a very long time. It's the character of Nina. Much like Sunny Corinthos, it's not going to go away. <laughs> and I also, I didn't see any chemistry between Cynthia and Ingo. It ain't none. Uh, it's not. It's no chemistry. It ain't okay, none. good. So we it all feel the same way. On no, that. I didn't. No, the only person for... she got chemistry on there with is Donnell Turner. I want her to climb him like a tree anytime need to say something to um Curtis. Anybody else? Nope. And I, I'm liking. You know, last time I tuned in, um, I wasn't very fond of the Jordan recast, but I, I like this mm. Jordan now. Mm. Um, and I feel I like I do like her. Yeah, I like. Been, I only like him scenes with Jason because she got chemistry with Steve Burton. He's in the scenes with the Cyrus character. Um, I love the Jeopardy that's been injected into that story. Um, Poor Brianna Nicole Henry. Don't I? I've been saying that I've been very consistent with Brianna Nicole Henry. At first, I didn't like it, and then something happened with these new when the new writers came in. Yeah, mm-hmm. they started writing for Jordan actually giving her uh, a viewpoint, giving her a point of view, giving her mm. like her own, you know, her own story. And I think she rose to the occasion. I'm sorry, I, I know we all, I, lo- I miss Vanessa Antoine like, every day, but I this think- This ain't even just is, Vanessa Antoine, she just- Well, I feel like day. though they try- She's doing, it, she's doing an admirable job. She's not as horrible as people think and make her seem. She that, let's yeah. rephrase, she got better. They're much yeah. better. Yeah. Much better. I will say she got better. I still don't care for her in the role, but she did get better. They no longer try to make her live up to what the Jordan character used to be. You know, And what I like is I feel like they said, okay, everything on the bulletin board for Jordan, take it down right now. Throw away the note cards, throw away the thumbtacks, let's start new. And I feel like by them doing that, it gave Brianna kind of a breath of fresh air for her to just inject who she really is as an actress. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the character of Jordan, like how it's started fresh and I'm liking it. And I really like Brianna and I love the dynamic she shares with um, Curtis and TJ and- um, Who? TJ. Um, it's my boyfriend, I mean, son. Um, um, I just like they have barely established him as a full on recast. Like, he's like a stranger. What he happened? With Curtis, his... I'm like, who is this little boy? In the two weeks that I've been watching, I haven't understood what's wrong with his leg. 
what what's going on? Oh, that was from when he was got kidnapped. I think that was when he was got. Oh, he got kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. Molly banged Brando. Molly had sex with Brando because she thought that TJ had left. Oh yeah, you all missed a lot. Back that ass up, Brando. Well, no, see, see that's another no, thing, Rodrigo, like, I'm going to correct you. You'll miss a week of General Hospital, miss something. But then the other 51 <laughs> weeks, <laughs> you won't miss anything. They started start against, I mean, they, that's another story they dropped. It's I my would, favorite soap right now, which I have not said that about GH in a very long time, <laughs> in like two years. <laughs> um, Tell G. Let's go to you. On a scale of one to five, how are you rating ABC's General Hospital, executive produced by Frank Valentini? <laughs> See, you made me lower just because you added that last part up in there. Um, <laughs> don't mention him if you want me to say something nice about this show. I would say a 4.25. No, get out of here. What's your real rate? <laughs> a no, I'm serious. GH is my okay. baby. Go ahead, justify. So, I go hard for bold and I go hard for GH most of the time. I don't go hard for the writing though. But these writers are writing like they about to lose their job. Hello. I'm okay. Yes. yes. They, are, they are writing like like somebody told them you need to get your life together or else we're gonna get it together for you and you're gonna be in a parking lot and Frank is not coming to hire you. So, they are writing like they were told Brian Franz is coming back to ABC Dating. There's been a big old shift, like just Things are moving forward. Before, I could literally not watch that show for seven whole days, come back, and it's still on the same dialogue. Seven. Pulling some passion stuff, happening time where they're in the same clothes. So it's nice to see things moving forward. Neva, ugh, they are killing it. You know, just the chemistry, they are on fire. Like every day, I am literally screaming at the TV. Y'all need to just, um, I'm going to say bone because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to clean it up here, I'm trying to class it up. They need to just go ahead and have this hate I mean, sex. We are day. not a classy show. The, the hate sex is going to be fire. At some point, Dante going to get out of that prison and he better go straight to Brooklyn. He better not pass go. He yes. Better yes. He better go get Brooklyn and leave Lulu over there in her mediocrity with dusty ass Dusty. <laughs> so, you know, the, the show, it has, it has Carly and Sonny in it, but they're not completely taking everything over. Now, this whole custody thing, part of me hopes that Nell dies, but the other part of me can't wait for her to stick it to him because she's the only one that's allowed to ever stick it to them. So that's the only reason why I root for this little girl. But I mean, she evil and she whatever. And I really hope that she bangs out Valentine and that Nina walks yeah. up in it. And I hope Nina sees her wearing that necklace while she banging the person that she's still in love with. Because you can tell if you look yeah. that they're still in love with each other. So I need this to happen. I need her to find out. I need some some I'm never going to get Carly, Tony, and Bobby. I'm never going to get that magic again. No. But I need that level of pettiness back on this show. But I don't know what they're doing with Franco and Elizabeth and this whole Ava and, and Nicholas thing. I'm, I'm waiting to see what's going on there. But the dialogue is, is moving forward. Characters are actually making progress. It's just not a complete and total black hole that it was before. So I'm feeling real generous right now because... They haven't pissed me off yet, so I would say a four point two five. I won't give them a five because that's implying that they're doing everything they're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, it's not a five, right? But it's it's right. getting to a five if they continue like if this, they keep going this way. Yeah, yeah. by the end of the. They but need my to keep big, on like so, they're about to get on un unemployment and we'll be okay. 
Dee, I, I do have two questions that you brought up. Okay, so did, does Nell have the other half of Nina's necklace? Yes, like, yes, yes, she does. She had it in court. And yeah. we were all waiting for her, for Nina to see that necklace when uh-huh. she was up on the stand testifying against Nell. And if Nell would have just shut her mouth and not told Nina her plan, and if she would have just shut her mouth in that courtroom, things probably would have turned out different. Because you know the Corintha, they always have to come on top. But yeah, nobody except the viewers know that Nell is Nina's daughter. Nobody. Oh, so she is Nina's daughter. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's her kid. Okay. What happened to the whole Willow thing? Like uh, when Michelle Stafford left, so did Willow in terms of... Okay. Nell. Right. That was... Now, yeah, that went... Now, here's about Willow. Nell and Michael Cambius, because I see they're married. So is that well, because Nell found Nell, out? Yeah, Nell, baby. Blackmail Julian. Nell blackmail Black Julian. Blackmail Julian, because she found out that Julian was the one that messed up the brakes on... Um, that caused Lucas and Brad's accident. Yeah. Oh, now does she know that Brad confessed to Julian about the baby? I think now know everything. She's probably the only person to know anything on this show. Now is the puppet master. She really is. She is. She knows just about everything, and she always be two steps ahead of everybody else. If her and Ava could get over their mutual dislike of each other, they would F that whole town up. I did like when Ava said, I'm a princess. (laughs) Right. She was channeling me with that one, but yeah. Um, Sure, Dee. Um, Now, Tiggs, let's go to you. What is your one to five rating of GH? I'm like, I'm I'm giving it a, a three. Like that first week back, I, I got to catch up. But that first week back, I watched it all at once, and it, it was good. It was good. Like, Lindsay Harley did an amazing job. Sam was still getting on my fucking nerves. That's just the writing for the damn character. But at least she had a little bit more hooks for being getting on my damn nerves. So, you know, um, but, um, yeah, like I said, Sonny and Carly didn't get on my nerves as much. I like Cyrus because he owns being an asshole. Yes, Brianna Nicole Henry, she's gotten better as Jordan. Um, yeah, I like, I'm like D when it comes to Nail. I love the fact that she fucks with Michael and them, but it's also like, uh, I'm over she it. Could like, she could like evaporate and disintegrate and combust, like, you know. It's kind of like, I feel like they're kind of unsure about the direction of Nell if they want to keep her on the canvas or if they just want to write her out to an ending. And honestly, I think that she could just be written out to an ending because, you know, if you think of it, she really only has one tie to the canvas and it's the Wiley storyline. I mean, and well, the Nina thing, I guess. She got a whole lot of Yeah, Yeah, the Cynthia Watros thing, I guess. But, you know. She's thinking around. Yeah, well, yeah, she ain't going anywhere. Um, But besides that, I mean, you know, I just wish they would give her more of a direction. Like, show us what you want her to be. Because here's the thing. Today, when I was watching it, while I was doing the dishes, there was one point where I was about to fast forward. And I never fast forward on soaps, but I couldn't take it anymore. And that was the awful accent of that Martin character 
right? Oh, bro. Colonel Sanders. I, I could not. Oh, he's not, not bad. Oh. I've gotten over that. I've gotten like, over what that. What has happened I mean. to <laughs> What has happened to my It <laughs> is. It is what it is. No, my it is not. We made a caricature way to wet I mean, I don't even mind Valentin and um, I don't even remember his name. Colonel Sanders. I don't even mind them. Like, mm-hmm. and when she was calling him Marty, getting together, Haskell ought to come a bitch slap for Valentini. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I mean, I, I just got over. I'm like, Michael United's not letting go of that exit, and they're telling him not to let it go. He's gonna keep doing it. So if we keep complaining about it. I'm not gonna let it bother. I'm like, okay, whatever. But like but it's Martin, so- Martin is Martin is who he is, and he's one of those characters I could take a leave. If he's there, he's there. If he's not there, he's not there. I don't even care. I wish. But I I enjoy him. I wish he was. I love Mikey E. Knight, but this this kid. I do too. I love Mikey. I love. They should have. They should have brought back Ted Martin. They should have brought in Ted Martin. And I'm tired of that too. He could have been. He could have been. Um. Or Jeff Weber. Tom, he he could have been, been Jeff. Weber. What was Matthew Ashford's character? Uh, oh, he could have been Tom. Tom. He could have been Tom, Tom, yeah, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Tom Hardy. I, yeah, he could have been Tom look, Hardy. I'm sorry. I, I love all my children and would like to live. I would love for them to come back, but I don't need this to be general lives for the children. I need it to be general hospital. And so... <laughs> You know, it's okay to have Nora Hannigan and Buchanan pop up. But, but they're not. Oh, they're, no, because she don't know because she don't be acting like Nora. Mm-mm. But no, I, Nora. I don't want this show to turn She in. don't never act like Nora. Like, but, Nora I mean, bitch. they're not yeah, going like, to do it. Nora they, was they, never, ever, ever. They've, they've had these characters. Never Valentine. Never. They've had, <laughs> they've had these characters back from Prospect Park for years, and they haven't brought back anyone back but Nora, and I think that's about yeah. it. They haven't done. Huh? Yeah, like and she's a pie person. Like no yeah. represent Valentine. They had to cut for a little bit, but that was about it. Like yeah, the, but they, they've they haven't taken advantage of like the characters they do own. They could bring onto the camp. Like everyone keeps asking for Doctor David Hayward. David what, would. Why isn't David Vincent Irizarry on? David would make most sense because Fanola was over there. Yeah, there's a history. You bring back character. You bring in characters that would make sense. Mm-hmm. It would be the only one that I would want. Knock from. off and the movies, and then right. bring back somebody with some history. Except for oh girl, I like Sasha now that she a cokehead. She's so much more. Oh, oh yeah, I, I like. Yeah. Sasha. I like goes, Sasha. Sasha on that yay. He, she is on that yay. She is loving. Sasha's on drugs. That's why I said because the, the girl. She, she has to look, she, Sasha needs to be a scheming bitch. So, okay, hold on. How did that start, though? Because in the two weeks I've been watching, they have not explained that storyline. Well, that just came go out. No. In two weeks, Casey. That's the problem. You need to go back two months. Or a month, let's be real. Go back to May. Go back to the May. Go back to the May. Go back to May before they shut down. Go back to May. Three weeks before they shut down. Like, seriously. Let's see. I've missed it. Let's see. Sasha's coming like a fashion show. That's where it started. Sasha yeah, is I need the face them to of the post. deception. She is the new face of the deception. And then now her new I... modeling world. She just got, you know, she, she had she needed a little pick me up. And her dude out for Willow. Yeah, and Chase dumped her. Well, they did this stupid scheme. Oh, they did that whole setup. That dumb setup. Stupid but anyway. <laughs> I didn't know she was, you know, 
Oh yeah, she was. Geek. You should have saw the last episode. Yeah, she, she was, was geeking out, out, geeking out in front of Carly. That shit was funny as all. <laughs> I didn't know she was riding the magic pony. I mean, I didn't. Oh, know. we like her now. She, oh, she I was like, oh they shit. They need to keep her on drugs. I know yeah. that Whitney said crack is whack, but I'm okay in this. Crack. <laughs> okay. More interesting. It would be more interesting. If they didn't make it like I don't know. Maybe I'll be in trouble for this, but they didn't make it such a, an addiction storyline. Like she just likes to do coke once in a while. Like yeah. you can have characters like that. That like <laughs> she, she needs the personality. <laughs> I, I did yeah. see her pinky nail was a bit longer on the right hand. So uh, well, she's a functioning functioning model that does her little. I thought you were going to say functioning drug. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you talking? Functional about? Yeah, she she, she needs the personality. That's he was why they said so long that her that Valentine, like, hey. So I was yeah. like, girl, yes. I, I mean, tell you, Lord, I look at that. The show, like yeah, they need something like that. Come on, that would. I like her. They should just I'm go like, ahead and just make her a bitch, a cokey bitch. Yes. Go for balls, balls. Like, give ball, her. Like, like, that's why people compared her to Willow for so long because neither one of them had a fucking personality. Well, I am confused though. You know, so you talk about the face of deception. Why does Lucy Coe have the same story she had for the 50th anniversary? Story? We're just glad she back. Okay. I am too. That's, I love Lynn Herring, but why they never do. give her more, I don't understand. Well, they, well, brought, back Lynn, they brought back Deception, which but we they do that every six months. But they bring they bring back Lynn, but they actually give her storylines when they bring her back. They're at least they're not they're not long-term storylines, but they are some type of storyline. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, whenever we see Lucy, it's about deception or the damn nurse's ball. Or Kevin, her and Kevin's marital issues and... Which, I remember the scene which was so un-Lucy when she knew about what really happened to Morgan. And she and Sunny had that confrontation. And Lynn almost made me cry. I mean, you know, Lucy was getting choked up. She's like, Sunny, I'm so sorry. Like, that was amazing. You know, Lynn is still a powerhouse and she still looks like a bombshell. And I don't understand why they don't give her long-term material. They should make that Sasha girl. Sasha should be Lucy's long-lost daughter. I just said Christina. I mean, we don't know nothing about Sasha. We don't know who her parents are. We don't know where she came from, where Valentine got her from, and all this stuff. So you can do whatever. So if you want a possible Lucy storyline, that could be a possible one. So, I, but they're like they, they, they could have just made that girl Kevin and Lucy's adopted daughter. We didn't need it's a dance. Seen as big, so, so people are gonna get confused. That'll work. Well, let's move on. No, they could have just gave her a damn nickname. We dealt with a Kiki for so long. They could have called her ass. No, before. we already did the Olivia Every time Alexis brings up Olivia Jerome and she says, Liv, I want to throw my remote. Oh, yeah, I hate, yeah, that was, yeah. I am so, I'm like. Or, or, or she could have just went by her men and like Teresa Donovan does. Shit. Well, anyway, so let's move on to the CBS soaps. Um, bold and beautiful for me. Okay, so let's discuss B&B. I'm a little behind, but from what I've seen, I've really enjoyed B&B. Um, what? for the, I know, I know, but that shocked a lot of people that have said that, but here it is. So B and B for me, because I also took a break from bold as well, which I do like every year, once a year, I got to get my B and B break. Hell no. But B and B for me, what's great about it 
they're telling an A storyline, a B storyline, and a C storyline. And they're using that 19 minutes in a very wise way that works for their show. Um, again, much how I feel about General Hospital. Of course, it's probably not where I always want the show to be. However, there's something there that's holding my interest. Um, Alan, we'll go to you. How do you feel about B&B, &B, and how would you rate it on a scale of one to five? I'll give it a two, because they fucking fired Sally, and put <laughs> us out in all pathetic-like. Freaking now, Osebi's going to be a freaking, freaking pill-popper whore after taking, like, two Flintstone vitamins. Freaking, and now we have the Shauna Ridge marriage, and that's fucking... Ugh. Thank you. Oh, you want to spread your vows because you got drunk? Yeah. He's going to respect those vows because he wants to tap that ass. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back with Brooke in a minute after we get exposed. But and the only reason I didn't give it a one because, oh, I have to bring up the mannequin kiss. Yeah, I hate that fucking mannequin kiss. If they're going to do shit like that, they have to take all the NFC out because I do not want to see Thorsten Cake tonguing a mannequin. That's gross. It's embarrassing. But I'm going to give it a two instead of a one because Tanner Novlin is very blowable. He's hot. Need to get him naked soon. And I'm looking forward to Zanday too because he looks hot too. Hopefully, you have an actual story. Alan, you just sounded like B&B's mama. <laughs> you said embarrassing. <laughs> you want me to turn this car around, Brad? Like, you sounded like you were going to spank Bradley Bell's ass. <laughs> Um, see you just want that bell money is what you <laughs> but if you get Alan it bell has a ring to it if you get it let us know what drew tyler bell is really one of theirs <laughs> um anyway i okay so on a scale of one to five for me i'm gonna give bnb a three um i like i said i'm really enjoying it actually because they're using their time wisely you know without commercials bnb is 19 minutes and they are using that time wisely um there's a core to the show i can recognize who they want to be the leads in the show and also you know taking the break much like i did with gh gave me time to not see everything that you guys saw. Yes, I knew what was going on, kind of. I kept up, you know, through Dan Kroll's Central and Twitter and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I don't have a huge problem with Felony Flow because I didn't get to see all of Felony Flow. I saw, like, two months of her. Um, and I don't have really a problem. Look, the mannequin stuff is what it is. The couch scene with Flo and Wyatt is what it is but here's the thing at least I feel that their actors are protected because I don't feel that on General Hospital I'm like somebody's gonna catch the Rona probably because <laughs> actors on General Hospital stand more close together than they did before the show shut down I mean it is ridiculous and so, you know, I, I don't really judge them harshly on production because I look at what they've had to do. And, you know, now, what do they have? Like 30 more episodes in the can now? So things could definitely change. Um, but story-wise, I know Jackie Wood will obviously act, act the hell out of an addiction story. Um, and so I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, 
But D, let's go to you. How would you rate The Bold and the Beautiful? Because I know that's your ride or die show. I'd say like a 3.75. I just, you know, I'm a math teacher, so you know I'm going to put the decimals up in there. No, I, I, know. Just, <laughs> I just feel that I don't like how they're rewriting the character of Shauna since we came back from COVID. Like, that is a serious problem for me. Ridge and Shauna had a connection. Y'all are trying to act like it didn't exist. Ridge was kissing on Shauna every time you turned around. You're trying to act like that didn't happen. Uh, Ridge went to Vegas. Ridge got drunk. Ridge is a grown-ass man, and he should be responsible for his own actions, okay? Brooke kidnapped him and all that other stuff. That is the only thing that kept them from consummating that marriage is that Brooke went and kidnapped him and brought him back to Los Angeles because he was ready. He was ready to, you know, below Shauna's back out. I ain't even playing about that. So I'm just like, okay. I'm tired of Eric for 30-something years being a cheerleader. Well, when he not married to Brooke, for him cheerleading, Brooke and Ridge, they need to just let that go. They need to rest that whole relationship. Just give me a year, two years. Just give me two solid years of no bridge, and I won't complain anymore. But we're tired of it. We're very tired of it. It's like Katie losing an organ. You're just tired of it. And I'm just tired of flow to be honest with you. The only problems that I have is the way that they rewrote Shauna and I'm tired of Flo. I'm tired of Wyatt looking stupid behind Flo. I'm just, I'm just tired. I like Quinn though, cause Quinn is sitting there <laughs> masterminding. I love that. There's some elements that I like. I like that Steffi got that glow back. She got that fire back. She excited cause uh, Dr. Finn, Dr. Finn gonna be waxing that ass. I'm telling you, the sex is gonna be fire and then we gonna get Liam back. But I guess the biggest thing is that we haven't seen a whole bunch of Liam Spencer. So that's why they almost got a four is because Liam really hasn't been on the scene as much. They rest in it. They rest in the character of Hope. Rest in, rest in Annika's tear ducts. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, it's not horrible. It's not the best. It's not the worst. They're doing all right. I just, their, their camera angles are a little bit weird. They need to take some lessons from Young and the Restless on that one, though. Now, I'm not saying go General Hospital. So close. So close. But I'm just saying they need to talk to the camera people at Young the Restless because they're making this COVID filming way more organic. They're making it. But also, they got a longer time to figure it out, though. You know, to B&B's credit, you know, they were the first ones back out there putting themselves out there. And things could change. You know, now they're way ahead of where they used to be on filming. And so I think by next month, the show production-wise will look drastically different because they've had the time to see how everything else has formed. Um, so I'm, I'm really not going to give them a hard time on production in their first month back. I'm not. I'm just saying like some of the camera angles just look a little bit bizarre. But I know they're the first ones out the gate. They're testing it out and everybody's learning from them. Or not learning as the case may be over there alphabet <laughs> channel, but I do give them I do give them props because they they're keeping them safe and they're trying new stuff. I mean, if you yeah. told me that we we're gonna be getting blow up dolls on TV, I would have asked you what channel you were watching, but it's whatever. <laughs> well, you know, no, I'm not gonna say anything. Um, Rodrigo, let's go to you one to five for B and B. 
Uh, I would give it a three. Uh, Bold and Beautiful is not bad to me. Um, I'm looking forward to the future storylines when Zenday comes in and the Avon start coming back one by one, hopefully. Uh, I'm the Steffi's look, Brad will write an addiction storyline on his ass. So this didn't, you know, this five minute addiction storyline Steffi's doing okay, but Jackie McCann's Woods is going to knock it out of the woods. She's going to knock it out the park, no pun intended, out of the park. I like her and this Finn guy. I think they have great chemistry together. It's good to see Stephanie, Steffi away from this Liam and uh, Hope. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Deliver it. I know what Brad's going to do. I know what Brad's going to do. He's going to somehow get Liam and get Steffi and this new and Finn into that, into their world again, which, okay, whatever. But for now, I'm liking Finn and Steffi together. Um, yeah, when Ron Moss left, Bold and Beautiful, Bru- careful <laughs> where you go with this. <laughs> uh, Ridge and Brooke should have been over after that. That should have been the end of that shit. That should have been the nail in the coffin. Yes. You cannot repeat that same chemistry of another actor. It's been done before on other shows, but for a show like Bold and Beautiful, you cannot strike lightning twice like it does not happen especially on after when it's, you formed a one of those shows you cannot do 25 that. years yeah. you know you can't do away with 25 years yeah yeah it does not work anymore even him well, and can uh, you imagine ron tyler didn't ron look that good together i was like no i can't imagine ron moss doing this yeah i'm just like oh, <laughs> now thorson k and the, Thorsten K and Heather Heather Tom had some good chemistry together when they were doing Bridge and Katie. Yeah, I love Thorsten and Lindsay. Thorsten and Heather. I thought that was good. Yeah, Bridge and Caroline. I thought that was they were cute. Whatever. Bridge and Brooke do not work. I think Catherine Kelly Lang and Thorsten K work, but when they are going back and forth, like when they're upset with each other, when Bridge, when Bridge and Brooke are like at odds. Is when you have good chemistry between those two. But yeah, when they try I to do a romantic Ron, shit, yeah, it just does not work anymore. So that just needs to be retired. I like Ridge and Shauna together. I thought that was a good move to go in that direction. I I enjoy Denise Richards on this show. I think she is. <laughs> so I just think Shauna's an entertaining character. I mean, she is she is who she is. But I see what he's saying with the writing. They just backtracking on that because Ridge, you knew what you were getting into with Shauna. You enjoyed it just as much as she did. And yeah, now you're trying to act like that. You're going to blame it on the alcohol. Okay. Um, Ridge, you're like 60. Like, let's grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Let's grow up. Grow the fuck up. Like, you're not 25 anymore. Like, this is ridiculous. You marry the girl. Like, like, stop. You don't need saving from with Brooke and like all this shit. Like, no. Stop that shit. Um, they need to like Bill. I just wish there was more Don Diamond. I, I I just don't see. They kind of backburnered him in my. Yeah, opinion. I just don't see anything coming for Bill. Yeah. In the future, and that's just, just like sure he loose. hit you know Steffi with the car, right? But so, that, like he hit with the car and knows it. Like okay. Yeah. They like and nothing. you know you can't have the big fight scene between you know Ridge and Bill like you can't have Ridge punching Bill or getting up in his face so it kind of made it pointless 
you know, to yeah. that to that feud because you can't have that. You know, it was a Brad Bell plot special. You could have like, <laughs> it was Denny's it was, of the bowl. It, it, it was a Brad Bell pot special just to get Steffi on them uh, drugs, on them pills, but that's okay. Um, we already, on we the Vicodin, that, on the we, ex, we expect that. But, like, I don't, B&B, like, I think they're shoring up for the fall for something big. I mean, I, I'm just I waiting for they're going to, I'm just waiting for, I'm giving all these shows a chance. Like Jamie Ginn said, like I'm not going to be one of those fans that like, oh, we're at the gate. It's awful. They just need to change. Da, da, da. I just see some good that's going on. I see some bad at the same time. But I'm giving them a chance to get their shit together and like, you know, move forward with things. But I, I like what I see so far. But you know, it's right down the middle with bold with me. So, so. Now, Tiggs, because we're running out of time here, I wanted to jump to you on this. Um, B&B's sister show, The Young and the Restless. Um, every soap to me has a hook. That you, out of the soaps that return, let me say that, um, because we've already done our discussion on days. But GH has a hook for me. B&B has enough for me to stick around but why and are why are we still in the same cycle so go ahead um what are your thoughts and feelings on why and are and how would you rate it on the one to five i haven't seen why and are since it's been back but i already know it's i know i already know it's the same shit it's been on so i'm giving why and are uh 2.5 because it's just still born we're not going anywhere we're not getting anywhere like it, it just seems like uh just ain't nobody doing nothing people are just walking around general city like having the same recycled conversations like who cares it feels like they're they're writing it as they go like i, I just I, yeah it's it's yeah. it's so boring. It's so like and I, and like I said, I'm trying to give it a chance. Like I want to give it a chance, but it's like nothing it feels is like going guiding on. Light. Nothing is yeah. going on. Nothing yeah, is like going Katie on. Said, it's like pee pack. Yep. Yeah, it's guiding light pee pack edition before they got their shit together after Philip returned. You know, it's it's no direction, and it's like you're writing your show out to cancellation. I mean, that's how it feels right now. And that breaks my heart because, you know, Y&R is my bread and butter of my soaps. It's, you know, embedded so far into my soap opera history. It's my favorite. But never, ever have I seen it be this directionless and this boring. Even when Maria got batshit crazy, there was still something for me to hang on to, you know? And like I tweeted out um, when they showed the Lauren Doppelganger episode, I was more interested in rewatching that than I was a new episode of the show, which is crazy and it shouldn't be that way. Um, so D, um, what do you think about Wyandar since it's been back? Uh, <clears throat> the only good thing about YNR has been uh Colin Summer. Thanks. Um <laughs> it's 
like watching Seinfeld, but <laughs> city. I mean, they're just people. It's a whole show about nothing. I mean, we have Phyllis beefing still about hotels with Abby. And just be done with it. I, mean, I just yawned, by the way. How the hell are you still have Michelle Stafford on? It just, it just, it just, it's, there's no payoff. There's nothing to get excited about. The only thing that I have to get excited about is Devon and Amanda interacting. Hopefully they'll actually discuss the elephant that's been in the room for months and talk about the fact that she looks like Hillary. You know, I just need them to address it at least once. One good time, have one good conversation. I, I want the quad. I, I, I love black people. I'm all about black people. I love it when the melanin. <laughs> what the I need I need that quad to pop off. Yes. I need them, and not just them with each other, but them with other people. They are professionals. They have jobs. They need to interact. But I know people on Twitter have their little comments that they want to say. And 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 everybody that hopped up in Sean Dominic's mentions, you can Ooh, gosh, I'm supposed to be good today. Leave that man alone. He was not saying in any way, shape, or form that they are the original quad, the one that we watched every day and stayed tuned into. He's saying Black people are making moves on Young and the Restless. Support us. That's what he's saying. And that's what I want to see. I mean, me personally, you already know, I want to see Elena having a secret affair with Nate because, you know, I'm about that life. I mean, I need some some excitement and some fire out of her. I need her to be doing something just a little I bit. wanted Elena to know about the Devon thing from Jump. I wanted her to be behind the Will thing or be Keisha's daughter um, to come and avenge her mother's death or something. I wanted more for Elena because Brittany Sarpy is one hell of an underrated actress. And I don't understand why that is because she really is so amazing. And you know, I want, what got me addicted to the show originally, and I started thinking about that as we watched the classic episodes and stuff, what got me addicted originally was Drusilla, Neil, Malcolm, Olivia, and then everything else that was great that was happening around them, like Sheila and Catherine and uh, Lauren and Tracy and Jack and John and Jill and you know, but at the core of it, what got me addicted was Drusilla, Neil, Malcolm, Olivia. And they have the second generation of that so present to the point where it's slapping Josh Griffith in the face. And I don't know why we're back to the Maria Arena Bell model of showing the Black people. Go there. On the 1st and the 15th, they're still doing this shit. Exactly. We have Winter's Wednesday coming up. (laughs) Winter's Wednesday. You remember... Hashtag Winter's Wednesday. And then when we had Havon, we knew we'd only see them. We'd see them on a Friday and then see them on that Monday. And then we might not see them again until Thursday. I never thought that Gene Passanante and then later on Charles Pratt Jr. would make the Black people leads again on The Young and the Restless. <laughs> Black yet they did. <laughs> it was the last time the Black people got shown for more than 10 minutes. I would take Gene Passanante back so badly. If she gave back to Young Russell, I'd be so happy because Josh Griffith sucks. He does. Writing is so tepid. There's no planning. Come out of retirement for YNR, please. I mean, there's just no season on this show. If I had to rate YNR, I would say it's like a 
what's the middle of the road? A two and a half. That's what I said. That's what you're getting to. Middle Gina, of the road writing. They you're always kidding. say that you're hardest on the soap that you fell in love with the most. And I am the hardest on Y&R because I know from the 80 classic episodes they showed us that it can be better. I don't need it to be William J. Bell's Winder because here's the thing, you can never match that again. Nope. Nobody can ever match Bill Bell Sr.'s genius of storytelling. However, you can take what he left you as a future head writer of the show and you can turn it into something great. You can take what Kay Alden left you 15 years ago and turn it into something great. It's not hard to write The Young and the Restless. Nope. It's just, it's not hard. Nope. It's one of the easiest shows, in my opinion, to write. All the, all the ingredients are right there. I just don't know why nope. they, don't, they don't mix it up. They just don't, they don't care. It's right there in front of you. And that's so funny. It's a great show. And it's like, you don't use what you have. And you, mm-hmm. you determine to make everything boring. It's like a, it's like a bland-ass pot of spaghetti. And Tiggs, you've been saying that since, you know, our first episode together in season one. And that is so true because it is. Um, you know, what you've always said about, you know, they don't know if they want to oversalt it or put too much pepper or too much garlic or not enough of any of them. And that's so true. And, you know, once again, in my opinion, Michelle Stafford and Sharon Case are trying to do the most by carrying the show once again. But you can't carry a show if you don't have a story. Nothing to do. Yep, yep, nothing to do. Like, they they did a snatch and grab with Michelle Stafford last year and they had no direction for Phyllis. All she's done for the last year and a half is her greatest hits. You know, be pissy with Sharon. Not you know, even be, that. Be cutesy with Jack. Screw Nick. And well, now she's been fighting with that little girl. But yeah, like... If you want Phyllis and Abby going into it, bring on a recast Daniel and have Abby fuck Daniel. But that's, that's great, though. Abby and Phyllis sounds good on paper because Ashley fucking despises Phyllis for how she's treated Jack. And execution, the execution of it is- It is execution. You have the daughter whose worst enemy is Phyllis. And well, one of the worst enemies because Ashley doesn't have any friends. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that sounds soapy goodness, but why are we not really doing it? Why does Phyllis have dinosaur bones and why does Abby have ugly hotel sets? And ugly- why is Abby still on the canvas? Well, right. they're miserable. There is a place it's for like, forty-five-year-old Abby. Like she is the easiest character on that fucking show to write for, and they. Right. And I'm sorry, Melissa Orway, baby. It, it ain't you. It ain't you. But it is you. You got well, you to go. Think about. I the need you to finish that. You know, I need Jennifer Finnegan. I need Julie Marie Berman, goddammit. Oh, I need somebody uh-huh. that's going to come in there and give me the Victoria, the Bill Bell said he was going to give me, that he did give me. I'm used to a million Holly, but she ain't my Victoria Newman. Shit. Shout out to one of my flaws, Mr. Tube Talk on Twitter. Oh, he's that, the best. I want to be so, so funny. <laughs> um, 
He's talking about they just need to end. They just need to end Sharon's cancer storyline because they don't give a damn about that storyline. They, 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 it's just lost its luster. Like Sharon Case knocked it out of the park in the beginning. Now I'm just like, just cure Sharon, and we can move on with this. Yeah, just give her the damn support. Yeah, Michael had prostate cancer for seven to ten business days, and it went away. Right. The best, like, well, the best is... thing to ever come out of Michael's cancer story was a scene between Michael and Lily at Crimson Lights. And Lily was trying to help Michael, like, you know, find his place again in the world. And Michael went after her and she was like, uh, slow your roll. Don't you dare act like I didn't have cancer. And that was the best scene to come out of that. And the rest of the story was shit. And those I feel those like, are always the best scenes when Lily's being, being bitchy because that's the only time she acts like her mother. Now, when when that guy said Lily shouldn't be running Chancellor anything, I died. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Wyandar, everything is there. And that's, that's to Wyandar's credit, that we still have a Nikki and a Jack and a Victor who aren't seen as spokes on a wheel, you know, who aren't fired because, you know, somebody doesn't know how to balance the budget on a show. Yep. And we still have Kevin and Chloe and Lily and Billy. And we have everybody. I mean, Y&R has the biggest crop of people who have been on that show for over a decade. Yet, and young talented stars like Hammond Grimes yeah. and Michael Hunter, Mueller, yeah. Hunter King, Love Hunter, Brittany Sarpy, Brighton James, John Donovan, so many talented people, and they are doing shit with them. They have exactly. the most talented cast. In my opinion, like nothing with them. It's ridiculous. Out of all the four shows, nothing like talented. Cast. Like, like you have you have your your Summer and Kyle fans. You have your hell. You even got your Lola and Theo fans. God damn it! You Diane. got your Mariah and and and, and Tessa fans. And Tessa, yeah. You, you got people who who want Amanda with Billy, with Devon, with Nate, with a, with the Postman. Hell, we'll take Michelle Morgan with a goddamn lamp, as long as she on the fucking screen. Everybody but Victor, baby. Everybody but Victor. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh no! Victor, and, uh, oh, give me! Victor didn't had he didn't had enough wop in his life. You did not <laughs> say that again. And that's why he was swinging three years ago. Bye. Oh well, yeah, yeah. He did get he he got some of that um that. How you get a conjugal visit and not from your wife? Well, he oh, had Lorna a couple of years ago. Right, that's what I said. He had Lorna Devon yeah, all Lorna, up in there. Yeah, Lorna was there, and you know Lorna Devon crawling all over that exam room table. With her bosoms hanging out. Looking for some Viagra. You're talking to me. I was like, let me put my shirt up. <laughs> D, I'm not going to address that. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, Wyandar just fix it. Because here's the thing. It's so easy. And this clearly isn't a Josh Griffith thing anymore. There's clearly something else. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. It's not all Josh anymore. It's because Josh has never been boring. He's been fucked up, but he's never been boring. And that that's concerning. So, Alan, where can they find you on the tweeter? Find me at and tune in the Sunday because we're gonna have an interview the Sunday with dot dot dot. Yeah, don't reveal it yet. I'm not gonna reveal it. Okay, I'm, I'm watching. We're very excited, Lo. I'm watching. Everybody knows Brenda Dixon. I don't know why you teasing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. Well, uh, so Tiggs, where can they find you on Twitter? 
Well, um, you sound like Barbara Walters, but yeah. I know. I, I love you can find my mom and best, my Brenda sometimes get crossed. <laughs> you can find me at the best 11985 begging for somebody to send somebody to the store and get some goddamn garlic powder for why not? It needs some garlic powder. No, and fuck that. It needs some laurels. Go get the laurels out from the store. <laughs> grandmama lor- used it all last night. Um, the fuck it. No, we need some lorries. We need some motherfucking old bay. We need something. <laughs> Shit. Why is this old bay? Shoot, we need some Frank's Red Hot. Something. Shit. Okay, <laughs> we, we need some, some Jamaican jerk season, child. We need something. Shit. <laughs> hell, hell, I'll take some Pam, goddammit. Just something. Just some Crisco or vegetable oil or something. Okay, drizzle that shit. <laughs> some extra virgin olive oil, something. Miss um, D, where can they find you in your bosoms? You can find me and my bosoms soap reporting and no, simultaneously, no. <laughs> simultaneously uh, being the biggest. Uh, Kiriakis fan ever, because my man is back at TMZDD. Oh, your man Galen's back? Yeah. Oh, man, you, your boy, don't get cussed out. You already know. I know y'all heard me screaming that my boy, Philip Kiriakis, is back. Yes. No, you can't tell me nothing right now. You can't tell me nothing. Hmm. He is fine. And then, Mr. Rodrigo, where can they find you in your WAP? <laughs> You can find me in my WAP at Rodrigo's World 81, where I'll be continually, continuing bullshitting about these days' casting news <laughs> and laughing at y'all trying to plan parties when the shit ain't supposed to be prepared yet. So don't plan no parties until you know the shit is confirmed. Okay? Hello. That's all I gotta say. I'm the queen of planning parties, and I didn't say anything. You should have okay. known who Tommy was. Again, welcome y'all, to my Y'all show. really shitted in my cornflakes today. Play for day. Don't ever, soap news in 2020. Take it with a grain of salt, y'all, okay? That's all I got. But hey. Hey, fire tornadoes. How did you honestly think we were getting rid of Ray Fernandez, okay? And, and, but, but you know what? That's because Galen is still young and looks good. And for some reason, this show just... They want him to be the next John, the next Bo, uh, the next I'm Pat, sorry. the I'm next sorry, hero, Kate. and he's not. You said what about Galen? You said what? He is not the next John, the next. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, no, Galen is still young enough. They still want that 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 lead, that hero, and Rage is a range. Right, he's a sanctimonious cop. He's a douchebag. <laughs> like. No. Well, you know that that's great that you you find him to be all those things. Um, you can find me at KCS Hutch, and you can find our show on the Twitter at the chat uh, underscore podcast. Um, also, a uh, special shout out to all the hardworking cast and crew members of all the soaps for being back. Um, even though with what we've said on this podcast tonight, I know that we're excited. It feels kind of good to have all four soaps back. Um, it does. Yeah, it does. And, you know, we just we yes, need to watch and pick up your TV guide covers, pick up Melody Thomas Scott's new book, you know, just get all your soap supplies and get ready. And hopefully we get a little bit of a resurgence of daytime drama. So uh, 
fingers crossed and yeah <laughs> wear your mask and wash your hands yes wash Allie, your ass too. go ahead Allie. Allie. wash your legs anglo-saxons i need you to do the waist and all the way down <laughs> Well, good night, everybody. Good night, y'all. Good night, y'all.